album. The Lopes is suited. The show that combines your two favorite things. Weed and basketball. Hackable and grab a seat as Evan rambles on about this team he's loved for the past 40 plus years. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Hoops Zooted. I am your host, Evan Moore, and what a week, what a week. Yeah, it's been a rough week for me personally, as well as a rough week, for, you know, for the Lakers here, up and down, and oh, oh my God. When is this shit gonna stop? <laughs> uh, I guess I guess it's just time to embrace the suck. Anyway, so tonight, you know, got the old trusty bong. I'm still being lazy about cleaning the fucking thing. Yeah, you know, all that preaching I do about cleaning it, and here I'm I'm getting lazy just because of it. Uh, just just don't want to do it right now. Just. Eh. Anyway, but tonight I'm smoking a little bit of Louis the Thirteenth, just because that was the highest percentage of concentration strain that we could get. It was almost thirty percent. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I needed something good and strong. Um, you know, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna light this up here before we get started. Because it's been one hell of a week before I start to recap. Because, yeah, the recap started off even terrible. So I, I think I need to have a few hits before I start with that. So let's, let's play a little music first. a little bit better uh, so anyway since the last time I talked to you to start it off you played the jazz and 
Now we've already lost to the Celtics this year and losing to the jazz just would sting extra. I even tweeted it out before the game. Like the, the thought of possibly losing to this game, you know, was almost making me just putting me into depression already because, you know, losing to the Celtics is bad enough, but then also having to lose to Danny Ainge's team too. Like, Oh, and so, of course, what did they do? They go out and get spanked. They go out and get spanked by the Jazz. And they had to start off the week. Such, such a lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah, lovely way to start start things off last week. And anyway. But then, of course, you know what this team loves to do. Right after that, it's the false hope. The false hope. They go and they beat Oklahoma City, 112 to 105. And, you know, look pretty good. Look pretty good. Like, and, you know, here, that's once again, we, we keep beating Oklahoma City. We, we seem to own them this season. Like, this team is so goddamn frustrating. And then they follow that up, you know, a couple nights later by just whipping Dallas and one of the best looking games that they played all season. <laughs> they win that one 127 110. So, you know, here I am thinking we've turned a corner. You know, hey, maybe, maybe this meeting finally did work. You know, Delo's been playing great. You know, um, it just, you know, but of course with this team, like, you know, they're, they're allergic to win streaks. They're absolutely allergic to win streaks. I don't think Darvin Ham has strung together more than five games in his tenure here. And, I mean, that's that's insane when you think about, you know, we've, we've given him enough talent. Um, yeah, he's, he's not using this right. And... This is getting frustrating. And like it's very obvious that these guys just don't mess with him. That they don't fuck with him at all. You know, he's he I've I'm he's lost this team. Because tonight at home, Brooklyn comes in and kicks our ass one thirty to one twelve. And now this game tonight, they you know they started off like really good. They looked great in that first quarter. You know, great energy, good hustle. But then it's just you know they slowly kind of let let go of the rope there in the second a little bit. You know, but still we're holding them at an arms arms distance. You know, good good six to seven point lead. Um, and then the, come out in the third and just stink up the joint. And just can't play defense. And, you know, I, I think we really need to address Torian Prince's defense, especially. Like, you know, everybody's talking about Austin and D'Lo all the time and complaining about their defense. And I'm, you know, this is not me saying, you know, you shouldn't be complaining about them too, because yeah, they're an issue too. Like, let's 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 be clear here. I'm not trying to give them bail at all either. But Torian Prince 
has been getting let off the hook just way too much. Like, what, what is this? Like, his defense has been awful. And I, I don't feel he's compensating enough offense to make up for that. And, you know, it's it's a problem with all three of those players, in fact. D'Lo, Austin, and Torian Prince. You know, like, they need to be split up now. I, I, I'm... You know, I've this. Yeah, this is so tough for me because I am torn, and I do understand also why the front office has these stances. You know, that a lot of these stances that are making a lot of the fans so angry. I do understand why they're making them from a business standpoint. You know, the the whole thing about you know waiting to see if this team was worth investing in to you know. To make a trade or not, you know, that's that is understandable from a business standpoint, even though that's frustrating from a fan standpoint. Because when I look at what this front office is doing right now, is that they are looking long term. Now, whether we like that as Laker fans or not, that is what they are doing. They are looking long term. You know, it's not about just going all in right now to get this chip, even though, yes, it's like, the other frustrating thing is we see Boston over there doing great and we don't want them to get to 18 before us. So yes, this is, this is very frustrating for a lot of Laker fans, but I think the other thing we have to look at with this team is this, they're trying hopefully to build something that, you know, could potentially win now, but also, can set us up in the future to be a good team, you know, that's that's still competitive and still a championship team, you know, surrounding surrounded with AD. So I do get that. It, it makes sense. And it, it, I, I also understand why a lot of fans are frustrated by that. But you know the other the other way i look at it too is that you know i i personally would prefer them to have a dynasty as opposed to just blowing it all for one more chip with lebron and you know a lot of people may disagree with me on that and that's fine um you know i i think there's a, a few reasons for that um you know one is First, LeBron's age at 39. You know, we, we have to be realistic about this. You know, like this year and next year are probably our last chances to get a chip with LeBron. Let's be truly, truly realistic. You know, and next year is a even bigger stretch. So, you know, we it. That's why the reasoning of you know, if there's not enough with this team, why go all in? Because there's a good chance that, you know, LeBron goes somewhere else anyway and plays with Bronny, which we're fine with. And, you know, we start building around AD. So, and we've got, you know, more resources, more assets to, to be able to, you know, make that kind of move next season. So it, it makes sense from a business standpoint. And, you know, I understand, like, yeah, it, it is very frustrating. 
because yes, this, this tenure with LeBron, we all, I don't know about the rest of you, but I think we all expected at least, at least two championships. And it is, it has been a little frustrating to only get one, but you know, the circumstances just unfortunately, you know, been against us, you know, COVID messed things up, you know, with the shortened off season, the following year and all the injuries. And then the following year, blowing that team up, only bringing three players back and, you know, the bringing Russ in and it not working at all. It just, well, and actually that's not fair to say it not working at all with Russ because there were, there were moments where it did work. It just, it didn't work as we planned, I think is the better way to put that. Cause that, you know, I'll still never blame Russ for all that. That's, that was, that was a bad decision and a bad fit to begin with that. I, I think the front office just didn't think through well enough. So anyway, you know, it's just more of loserville, you know, and just, hold on. Actually, I, I need to take another hit here. See, I'm taking a pause here. I'm getting getting a little up here. So, just bear with me for a second. No music this time. Just just gonna take a quick. So anyway, you know, just more loser bill. That's that's we're we're sucking the sad trombone lads. (laughs) Can't put it together. Can't, you know, can't put a win streak together. You know, and there's so much potential and talent with this team. That's that's what's so frustrating. You know, like we see that those wins over OKC in Dallas this week. And it's just like, yeah, you're hopeful. Like, the head, look, you you know what this team can be, especially that the game against Dallas. They look great. You know, both sides of the floor. And to come out tonight and just lay another stinker, just, yeah, like, they're they're not into it. They're just not into it. And, you know, Ham's hold on this team, in my opinion, it's it's tenuous at best. You know, he is he is losing this team. And, you know, we we all saw that video this this week, I'm sure, on Twitter of Austin walking right by him, you know, in the Dallas game as they're getting warmed up and he's trying to high five him and, and Austin like snubs him twice actually. So like, you know, and I mean, part of that, like, you know, like I do want to be real about that. Like as a player, like it's, it's obvious that like, you know, I've been watching this game for a long time and like a lot of players just don't fuck with coaches, but the other, the other side of that too, is everything going on. Like, and you know, I, I feel like, 
you know, Austin does have kind of a reason to be a little, a little like, you know, yeah, I'm cool coach, you know, like, yeah, whatever. And so, but, you know, it, it also, it, it speaks to what's going on in that locker room and, you know, and then after tonight's game, you know, both D'Lo and LeBron come out and, you know, they were kind of subbing him in the press conferences too. So like, you know, there's, there's three of the six, in my opinion, right there. Three of the six right there, D'Lo, Austin, and LeBron that don't like him. And, you know, I, I think we can pretty easily figure out who, who the other three are, you know, but this is a problem. This is, this is a problem. And, you know, I just don't see like, will a trade, like actually make a difference or not. I'm just, I'm so torn on that completely right now because yes, I do. I do definitely see the deficiencies in this team. You know, like, like I was talking earlier, you know, Velo, Austin and Torian Prince, that, that trio needs to be broken up. They are terrible defensively, uh, and they're not good enough offensively to offset it. So, and that's that's the other reason why there's you know a good argument for starting Vando instead, because there's enough offense between D'Lo, Reeves, Braun, and AD that you can have Vando completely specialize on defense in that starting lineup. And that's a much more balanced starting lineup. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, X and O's guys that, you know, that will disagree with me on that. But, you know, I've, I've seen it in action. I've seen Vando be able to hide D'Lo and Reeves a little bit better because he's, he's there at point of attack. So, You know the the eye test for me tells me at least for this team that that that's at least a better solution for now. But you know whether or not Ham's going to do that, you know because because apparently Torian Prince has got some sort of you know like dirty pictures on Ham or something. <laughs> I mean, how does how does he just keep and I and this is what baffles me completely too, is that Ham. It's supposedly this defensive coach. We hired him because he's a defensive coach. I've seen him favor guys defensively. You know, he he favored Dennis all last year. He he favored Cam this year. He's favored, you know, gave Vincent earlier this year. You know, and it was strictly because what they were doing on the defensive end. But how he's favoring Torian, like, makes no sense to me. There's just it, it goes completely against like the philosophy that he was doing. So I'm completely confused on all that, and I I, I don't know. 
like like I said, I don't I don't know if the trade's gonna make a difference, you know. You know, and like I said, that I feel like the front office they, they I have a sneaky suspicion they just they really, really hoped that this was gonna be a good season and they could just sit on all these assets this year. And they're kind of in a pickle right now. Because you know, this this team has beat good teams but still has got some sort of, you know, internal issues and does need some sort of shakeup, you know, to hopefully kind of right the ship here, you know, even though like there's still part of me, like, you know, that's why we've got this background up here. It's, you know, I feel like it's just switching the deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, that's, it's tough. You know, it's, and like this team is making me so bipolar these days. Like, you know, like, I, well, I should say more bipolar than usual. Like, you know, as a fan, like, I think we all get a little bipolar, like going up and down between wins and losses. But yeah, you know, this is like, like, like I've said before, you know, it, it's more than a game to a lot of us. We love this. We love this stuff. So anyway. You know, but that but the thing other thing too is that I think the trade is definitely more likely than than Darwin getting fired. You know, it just it makes more sense, you know, like it, it that four year contract is the big the big obstacle in all of this. You know, and yeah, they they just don't want to be paying that out. You know, they, they finally just finished paying for Frank Vogel. And to do it, especially when it's not, when the chances, at least, you know, odds-wise, like if you're if you're just gambling, you know, it's the, the odds aren't good, you know, if you get a new coach. It's, it's not going to do that much, but... My argument here too is if the is if the front office is really thinking about the future and thinking about post LeBron, let's invest in a good coach. Let's let's you know either fire Ham now, put Phil Handy in place, you know, or do a and so we can do a, a really good search or. You know, if we've got a good candidate that we can try and turn to, like, you know, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> anyway, you know, that's that's a bit of a pipe dream, but we got to do something. And like I said, if this front office really feels like that they're building for the future, and you know, post LeBron, like I think we really need to consider doing something about Darvin Ham because this the situation is becoming untenable. So I don't know if there's gonna be any easy solution to this. And you know, I don't know necessarily Phil Handy's much better. But like I've said before, 
the one thing I do like about Phil Handy is it seems like those guys really respect him and, you know, LeBron especially. And I, I think it's really important that we have, you know, quote unquote, a LeBron guy, you know, with, if we're trying to hear win with LeBron and, you know, it still goes back to, you know, I'm, I'm still bitter that we lowballed Ty Lue. And, you know, he was a former Laker and, you know, I, I just, I'll never let that go. And, you know, no offense, Frank Vogel. I think I appreciate the, the championship. I'm sorry. It didn't work out, you know, in subsequent years and, you know, do appreciate the championship though, but I wish they would have hired Ty Lue instead of you. So anyway, it is what it is. We gotta we gotta move. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta embrace the suck. And that's what we gotta do right now as Lakers fans. We gotta embrace the suck. Because here we are, the year of Kobe, and we can't get over five hundred. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I, I need a couple more hits. So let's let's, let's play a little music. That's a little bit better. A little water too. Uh, so anyway, you know, on to, you know, since we're not going to fire him, we're going to do a trade most likely. And, you know, first thing with D'Lo, like, you know, I, I think it was obvious when we signed D'Lo, there are, when he resigned, I should say, you know, that um, he knew what the deal was, that basically this was a kind of show us what you got or we're going to chop around at the trade deadline. And just with everything that's gone on this year, it just kind of reconfirms that. Like, you know, he started off hot, really good there in preseason, looked like he was motivated, looked look great and then things started to slide and i think it's all because of how he felt about his role and not understanding what was going on with ham and ham just completely lost him and you know we we tr we've tried to gain him back but like at this point like you know can we trust him and like it's yeah it's unfortunate because like he's he's such a perfect fit when he plays well, and we we really could have gone far with him, 
had you know had things worked out right but but it's also you know part of it is him too you know i i can't i can't give delo you know complete bail in this you know because part of it is is his attitude he's the one who got a little bit lazy just because ham was not making the role clear and not you know i mean it's it's we all saw it with our own eyes let's let's be honest you know and so like my my stance with Dilo, I'm I'm so torn. Like you know, but like, but at the same time, like, can we trust him? Can we trust him? And I think that's kind of the bottom line: is can we trust him? And I think that's why he's trade bait and why he almost kind of needs to be traded, unfortunately. So you know, I, I'm not opposed to the Dejounte Murray trade, but you know, I'm. I'm skeptical that we'll get that now. I'm really, really skeptical now because today um, we got a report um, that the Bucks showed interest. But you know that it's kind of a you know like mostly you know all smoke no fire. It seems like because like you know the whole thing like you know it was also kind of ridiculous too. Like came out like on Twitter with breaking news. And like, you know, and like, you know, I was shocked immediately, but then like, you know, people on my timeline who actually knew what, you know, no cap and no assets and stuff like that, like immediately were telling me like, you know, the, you know, the bucks really just, they don't have anything. They don't, they don't have the picks. They don't have, you know, so like, what, what, what are we doing here? And like, cause I, I was shocked. Cause like, it just didn't make sense also of you know, you've already got Dame, and you know, adding Dejounte to Dame that not necessarily like you could maybe hope that it's an upgrade. I guess replacing Beasley for him, but like, would they take Beasley in return? And I mean that like, it just doesn't seem likely. But what does seem likely is that this this is something to kind of start a bidding war and drive the price up because i think that they they want to they want to make sure that they can you know excise the lakers tax from us and you know i don't think rob wants to pay it so i'm i'm really skeptical that we're going to get murray um you know i i can see what can be possibly an upgrade over delo but the one thing that does worry about me, worry about, worry me about Murray, <laughs> try and say that fast, worry me about Murray. Um, anyway, uh, is his shooting is a little bit streaky. And yeah, D'Lo is a little bit streaky, but I feel like D'Lo is just a little more consistent, you know, as far as knocking him down from three. And so, so that we do take a slight downgrade in that. And, you know, hopefully, and we're hoping that DeJounte, you know, brings his defense with him that, you know, he had in San Antonio. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on that one anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm just really skeptical now that we're going to get him because, you know, there's, there's even, you know, speculation that Miami's going to get involved and, you know, he was seen, you know, he was playing Miami today and he was 
taking pictures of the banners in Miami, which is, you know, it is an odd kind of thing to do, you know, kind of admiring the banners of another team you're about to play, you know, it, it, it does kind of make, make it seem like, you know, maybe he's thinking about want, want to play there. And, you know, of course that's, that's complete speculation on our part. And, you know, be just completely off base but like the signs like i said it just i'm i'm skeptical at this point that we're going to get murray it just seems like seems like there's a lot of other teams that are going to want him and i don't know i don't know if we're going to have enough for what the hawks want or you know or the exact assets the hawks want as well because you know a lot of our assets are looked at as, you know, um, neutral assets or, you know, or even a few of them are even negative. So, you know, that's the way it goes. And that's the other reason why, you know, things might stand pat is because of all that, you know, so like, you know, all these, these trade rumors are just swirling everywhere, you know, because the, the Lakers are also linked to Bruce Brown now too and you know i'm not opposed to that either but like you know that's that's another contract we got to figure out you know like who who we give up for him and you know yeah that's and you know like i've said before i'm not a cap guy so i'm not the best for telling you all that stuff you you guys got your podcast for that kind of stuff you know i think I think when you come to this podcast, I, I'm, at least I'm hoping you know what you get here. <laughs> so, anyway, um, you know, like I said, I, I like Bruce Brown. That's that's not a bad, not a bad thing. I, you know, and I, I'd love the the idea of like you know Bruce Brown getting helping us get revenge on Denver that that's all fun and everything, you know, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see like, you know, because the other thing, you know, that I've also been thinking about too, is if, you know, we do that three team trade that they've been talking about with Brooklyn and the Hawks to, to possibly get DeJounte, even though I'm, I'm still skeptical of that, you know, maybe if they could throw Lonnie in with that too, like um that kind of like is intriguing to me you know give us DeJounte and Lonnie because I love the continuity of bringing Lonnie back you know at least as far as like you know somebody who could bring some continuity from last year and some experience from the you know from the playoffs and the Western Conference Finals and you know that would be great but you know we'll we'll see and then the other thing that has gotten thrown out there too is possibly bringing Caruso back and that would be fun as well. You know, like getting the double barreled, double barreled white boys would be hilarious and just so much fun. And yeah, like I would be ecstatic to have Caruso back, but you know, I, I think that's, that's a hard ask because they're, they're, they're going to want a lot for Caruso. You know, they, they really, they really covet him. So, you know, I, as much as we want that one, I, I think that one's 
you know, that one's out of reach probably, you know, but, you know, we also got to remember, you know, all of this, like Rob, you know, he, he moves in silence, you know, and we can't, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And it's, you know, sitting here trying to predict, you know, especially as a Lakers fan, like, you know, I can tell you from experience, like, you know, most of these things that like look around the league, like how many other teams do you see that get these crazy trade rumors thrown out every freaking year? You know, it's, you know, and, and part of it is LeBron, you know, part of it is LeBron. It's, you know, because the pressure to win championships and, you know, actually the, that makes me also want to address like a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people on the timeline who seem to think that, you know, LeBron is the GM and, you know, LeBron is the one who ships out all these players. I think you don't quite understand that these organizations are the ones who feel that pressure. It, it's not, LeBron is not being the GM. These organizations are like, hey, we have to do something with this great player. They're, they're trying. Like as much as we, you know, get angry and, you know, wish they did better and, you know, did it our way, whatever. Like, they are trying. They are trying the best they can. And, you know, we can say that a lot of them aren't very good at it, for sure. You know, but they cert they are trying. They are trying. Like, uh, it is it, it is frustrating. Like, you know, the... These are human beings we're dealing with. These are athletes, and you know, you you roll the dice, and you know we're we're coming up snake eyes right now, unfortunately, we're, and hoping we had rolled sevens, but that's the way it goes sometimes, you know. So, anyway, moving on. I I'm still I'm like a dog with the bone with like with this. I'm not letting go of this. I, we need to fire Darvin Ham. You know, and I'm saying that I just yeah, take another hit. We need to fire that motherfucker. Like, it's getting ridiculous. Anyway, I can't take it anymore. You know, I've seen I've seen some pretty bad coaches over the years. You know, Aaron Scott was pretty bad. Kurt Rambis was pretty bad. Luke Walton was pretty bad. You know, Magic Johnson was pretty bad. But he didn't last long. But anyway, <laughs> you know, all love magic. We love you. You know, you know. In my in my mind, like you know, magic can when magic does wrong, he still does no wrong to me. But that's you know. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Um, 
but yet, you know, I, I've seen so many, so many frustrating coaches, so many coaches that, that didn't quite understand. Like I keep talking about the, you know, the coaching in the pros, in my opinion, is more of a artful negotiation than it is a dictatorship. You know, these are grown men making millions of dollars. And, you know, it's it's easy to sit back at home and kind of like fantasize that this is like, you know, high school ball where, you know, what coach says goes. But you, you, you got to understand, like these, these are grown men making millions of dollars. Like, and they've been playing this game a long time and they know this game. Well, it's, this is, yeah, it's, and you know, I was frustrated. I thought Darwin had kind of gotten the picture. You know, I thought he was getting better this week. You know, he gave us false hope. Like, I mean, that Dallas game was, was fabulous. You know, and it's it's the kind of thing where we're like thinking like, oh, you know, hey, the the front office is probably believing in this team again to maybe to maybe actually do that trade, you know. So like, and and it does make sense. It's like, you know, I still feel there's 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 enough of that core, but but we gotta we've gotta kind of smooth out the edges. You know, this is. But we also have to kind of let's we also have to be realistic about this. I think once we smooth out the edges, we're still, you know, probably gonna be like a you know, a six seed at best and you know trying to climb from the bottom again. So just be ready for it, Lakers fans. It's strap in the rough season if you know if you can't hang anymore, <laughs> whatever. You know, but like, you know, people like me, um, I'm always going to be here. You know, you can always, if you're sick of watching games, you can always just watch my podcast. I'll tell you what's going on every week, you know. <laughs> Either way, just please watch my podcast. But, you know, like I said, we can, you know, we can go with Phil Handy. And I'm not opposed to that. And, you know, people keep bringing up Terry Stotts. And I'm not opposed to that either. That's that's not a terrible idea. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, hoping to build something for the future, maybe. But, like I said, for me, still, like, Rajon Rondo. Rondo is the dream for me. Like, that's the guy I want coaching this team. You know, there's 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 something special in my opinion about you know Rondo and AD and Rondo and LeBron and you know all three of them together like they they have they have this chemistry and this synergy and this understanding of the game and this understanding of each other's game that I re I really feel. I believe propelled us to that 2020 championship. 
So, you know, I know it's a complete long shot, you know, because I believe last last I heard it, he was he was doing college coaching. Um, you know, so it's probably a complete long shot as well as, you know, a lot of, you know, you're hiring another, you know, unknown first year coach. And a lot of people are completely opposed to that idea of like, you know, hiring him as the head coach, you know, cause I also wouldn't be opposed to, you know, if we're keeping him, if we could at least just have Rondo on the bench, like, that would be helpful, you know, but I think, I think we have to kind of realize that this, this team is capped by this coach and it's, it's pretty obvious and it's pretty obvious that these players have given up on him. So, you know, we can make of that what we want, do with that what we want, but I don't see any easy way out of this. I mean, we're we're in we're in a mess that's that's going to be just up and down like this for the rest of the season until yeah, and until we get some sort of, you know, smarter resolution, you know, and like maybe maybe Ham can come to his senses next game and start Vando. That might be another step in the right direction, but but it, it could also just be another, you know, quick little, you know, two-game spur to false hope again. You know, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to say with this team. It's, yeah, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. This is, this is the most Jekyll and Hyde fucking team that, I, that I've seen in a long time here for the Lakers, like, just back and forth. Like, how can we just dominate over Dallas the other night and then get our asses kicked to Brooklyn, who I, I, I think the announcers were saying something tonight. They were like, um, what, four, four and 12 in their last game, last 16 or something like that. Yeah. But I may be getting those numbers wrong, but it was, it was some, yeah, they haven't been, they haven't been winning a lot, basically, but. But we gave him an ice bonus tonight. Oh. And, you know, and after coming out so good in the first first quarter, like, and what we've been complaining about all year, like, you know, they don't come out in the first quarter. So, obviously, what, what happened is they came out in the first quarter, expended too much energy, went there at halftime, had a big fucking buffet, and couldn't finish the game. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Ah. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ. You know. But you know. Here, let me sorry. Gotta take a little drink here. That's funny. Like, you know, I'll always still be a Laker fan. And you know, I, I see a lot of stuff on my timeline too about like, you know, I'll always be a Laker fan or and, and a lot of people are talking about, well, I'm done watching this team and you know it's it, it's it's funny to me like you know we're, we're all laker fans and like i think at the end of the day like you know all of us all of us we'll, we'll keep coming back and you know there might be a few that fall off here and there but like we'll you know we'll keep coming back and you know 
we we're, we'll get little packs maybe that fall off, kind of like you know the the certain Warriors fans that that used to be Laker fans that have broken off and you know created their little little pack of rabbit animals. <laughs> Let them have their fun. Let fans be fans. Is 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 my main message here in the end. Just you know, it it at the end of the day, like you know, the whole like you're not a real Laker fan is it's hilarious to me. Like it's ridiculous. Like to me, if you've got a body, a human body. And you like the Lakers, and you know you're a real human being. You're a real Laker fan. Like I don't care. Like, come on, man. Like this this whole thing of like you know holding on to to certain principles. Like fans are f fans for different reasons. You know, like you you got to let. You gotta let fans fan and it's okay like you know to argue with each other you know whatever about it but like yeah i just i like to let fans fan as much as i can you know but you know i love to i love to talk ball and i love to argue though so you can mix the things in and have fun sometimes anyway i guess i guess that means really only one thing. Yes, historical stoner circle. And on this edition of historical stoner circle, I would just like to have a big powwow with Lakers Nation. This is rough. This is rough what we're all going through. So pack a bowl, chill, do what you need to do. Try not to let this team destroy your mental health. It's frustrating. Yes, we had high hopes for this team. This sucks balls. We can't deny it. But don't let it fuck up your cool, man. You know, one thing about being a Laker fan that that I'd like to, to implore all of you, you know, and, you know, I, I, I did just give a speech about letting me fans fa fan and that that still stands. But like one of the things I love about being a Laker fan and, you know, you can you can take this for, for whatever you want. But I love our arrogance and our like Teflon nature, like 
we can take the slings and arrows of all this and you know i know this is tough but like i feel it's easier for me just because i've seen 11 of these and maybe maybe some of you younger ones that that have only maybe seen the 2021 even like you know this is probably like really hard on you and i, and I totally get that because there's a big part of me that like it breaks my heart that this generation hasn't had a dynasty yet. Like I, I want a dynasty for this generation so badly. So that's the other reason that I, that I kind of understand what they're trying to do. And I'm hoping that we can do that. Cause if we can't get it with LeBron, maybe we can at least, you know, snatch a couple with, with AD and have ourselves a little mini dynasty, you know, fingers crossed. You know, because I, I I I would really love for for this generation, you know, to get a dynasty. But but also that being said, like, you know, hey, like, let's be cool about this, man. Like, as frustrating as things are, like, let's let's try and do our best to kind of stay cool as we go down with this sinking ship here you know <laughs> if you can if you can you know just grab a little bit of, grab a little bit of indica preferably you know because that'll, that'll help calm you down you know stay away from the sativas yeah so anyway you know it's been great as always you know And if I can find it, here we are. Everybody, just have a good time. You know, do your best to not take this too hard. Smoke a bowl. And we'll all get this, we'll all get through this together, man. That's that's the other thing. Like, you know, also shout out to all, all Lakers fam. Like, you know, I appreciate y'all. Like you, you help help me get through this and help me get through some of the the crap that's been going on in my personal life too. That's been a pain in the ass too. So, thank you very much. It's you know, we all get through through this together. So, peace out and stay zooted.
In the history of mankind, men have been called out and written up millions of times over. But only one man was written up for, and I quote, making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop. Rest in power, my friend. Washiko.